0: And Jerry are here with more sports news and other stories that they couldn't get to during the morning show. Here we go. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast.
1: Oh, hi there. Yes. Oh, hi. Al Dukes here. It is the uh, post game podcast. Uh, Jerry had a scheduled day off, so I am joined by the Eddie Scazzeri.
2: Hello, podcast
1: people. The podcast people are here, Eddie. Uh a couple of things I wrote down some notes during the show of things I wanted to discuss with you. All Uh later on in the, uh, as the program was uh was marching on uh Sid, Sid Rosenberg who used to uh, work here at WFAN. Yes. He was tweeting I guess uh tomorrow or Friday is Imus's last day. Hell, um, maybe it's even today, who knows. I
2: think it's tomorrow for some reason. A Thursday? Yeah.
1: Well, anyway, uh he uh he was tweeting out about um the great Imus is stepping down that there was uh, no one better. Uh, or he said, the the greatest radio personality of all, of personality of all time is s- stepping down tomorrow. Howard? That's what I wrote back to Sid. I go, oh, Howard Stern's retiring? A goo, 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 And it got a little back and forth between Sid and I. Right. And I like Sid. But we were going back and forth about uh,
2: Imus. On uh, Twitter?
1: On Twitter. Okay. But people who follow me and Sid can see us going back and forth. Oh,
2: you weren't sliding into the DM.
1: No, no, no. We were doing it out in public. Oh, righty. Uh, because he put out the uh, Imus thing. And and I wrote to him uh, somewhat jokingly and somewhat not jokingly that Imus, to me, was a compiler. Mm-hmm. Right? To me, IMUS's legacy is he, uh, perhaps in the 70s, was popular. Mm-hmm. I was not paying attention back then. I know my father knew who Imus was, WNB WNBC.
2: And my parents as well.
1: Right. So that but that was the 80s, the 1980s.
2: Um well, I mean when my parents were aware of him it was at the height of his popularity which was like 76, 77, 78.
1: Okay, fair enough. Um and then listen, I think he was very instrumental in WFAN surviving. A 100%. There's no, I, I, take nothing away from that. It's a huge feat.
2: But and until he left us in two thousand and seven, he was responsible for at least fifty percent, if not more, of our revenue. Mm-hmm. So even though his ratings had uh, declined, he still had uh, advertising uh, cachet, if you will.
1: Yes. So uh, there, there's two schools of thought. Uh, Sid's school of thought now is that uh, ratings don't count. Okay? Easy to say, I guess, if you it's a great defense if you have don't have ratings. Exactly. Like I'mus did not I'mus has not had ratings in decades. Mhm. Legitimately decades. So people think, "Oh, I'mus was number 1 all these years." He wasn't even close. No. Like when Boomer and Carton came in an unknown show, they they beat his ratings Probably within a year, mm-hmm. and Imus had been sitting. So when I said Imus was a compiler, he the the saving WFAN at the very start of it, hundred percent. But for you know thirty years after that, thirty years, that's a long time. Of longevity, hundred percent. Very difficult to do in radio, but he didn't perform. No, he did not perform well in 30
2: years. He perhaps, you know, performed at a certain level, which allowed him to still get contracts, uh, which is saying something. But uh, yes. yeah, for the, for the at least, I wouldn't go 30. Maybe the last 25 years of his career, mm-hmm. like after the, because um, I do remember there was a buzz and an excitement around the. The first Bill Clinton election in ninety two, um, where he was getting a lot of coverage. Um,
1: he did do that. He did change yes. to a political, correct, kind of talk Reinvented show.
2: Reinvented himself. He did reinvent um, himself. You know, so you know, you might want to say just the last twenty five years. All right, fair compilation, enough. Compilation, if you will. But you know, I'm with you. There is no one bigger in our industry ever than Howard.
1: And also, I think someone like me—I was such a hardcore Howard Stern freak. Mm-hmm. And if if you were a Howard Stern devotee like I was, mm-hmm. he hated everything else on the radio. Yes, right. So everything else was a ripoff. Everything else was a cheap imitation. Right. And I followed uh, that thinking with Howard. I was like, uh, he was the Pied Piper. I was. The, were they rats following the Pied Piper? Uh, yes. I was like a, one of the rats following the Pied Piper, mm-hmm. uh, which only changed for me when uh, Opie and Anthony were on WNEW. And I thought, you know, these guys are very funny. They, they to me, seemed like uh, they, they took a Howard Stern influence, which they always admitted to, and did take it another step where we're able to do something different with it. That didn't feel like a ripoff.
2: Right, but they could not sustain it.
1: Could not sustain it. So longevity is a is an important thing in radio. Yes. And I miss... Definitely has that. hmm Many, many years. I could never do such a thing. No. But I also just like arguing radio with Sid on Twitter.
2: Yeah, you enjoy a good argument.
1: I do. I do enjoy a good
2: argument. Whether <clears> it be with callers throat> uh, throat> mm-hmm. or whoever.
1: Then I did get this call today and see what you would have done, uh, Eddie. I we were having a heavyweight champion boxer, Deontay. What the heck was his name? Wilder. Deontay Wilder. Listen, I don't know a single thing about boxing. Never heard of this guy before he came in.
2: I'm in the same boat.
1: Very nice guy, though. Tremendous. Good personality.
2: And wore a jacket with pot leaves on it, which I thought was awesome.
1: Yeah, TV wasn't thrilled with that. They were not. Uh, I will say this. When I walked into the studio as the segment was ending, I noticed a very pleasant smell that had to be him because I'm in here every day and don't smell that smell. Right,
2: and Boomer and Gio aren't smelling that great. So
1: whatever he... was wearing as far as a, a scent mm-hmm. was very nice. Worked for you. Really did. And I, you know me. I You're
2: Very I, sensitive.
1: Very sensitive to smells. I get very annoyed when, when uh, people wear different scents on them.
2: Or just too much of a scent.
1: Yeah. So his was very pleasant, mm-hmm. fresh smelling. Yes. So, okay, so I'm saying I didn't know who that was. So before he came on, I got a call from a guy claiming to be Rocky Marciano's nephew.
2: Okay, sure.
1: A <clears throat> little cocky when he an- when I answered the phone. He said, uh, yes, you're going to want to have me on as a guest when Deontay Wilder comes on.
2: Well, and if he would know you, you don't want to have anybody as a guest no. ever. No, I don't. Right.
1: So I said, well, why is that? He goes, I am R- Rocky Marciano was my uncle. I said, okay. He goes, you don't get it, do you? I go, no. He said, Rocky Marciano was undefeated, Deontay Wilder's undefeated. I said, okay, he's probably going to want to talk to me.
2: Yeah, Uh, probably not. Uh, Let me ask you this. Yes. You you were uh, aware of who Rocky Marciano was? I was. Were you aware also that he was undefeated? I was not aware of that. Okay. But that's kind of where it ends for you. Yeah.
1: I said to him, I said, uh, if Rocky Marciano were still alive, and he's not Eddie. He's passed. Mm-hmm. I Wikipedia'd it before I said mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> um, I said, yes, then I would love to put Rocky Marciano on himself with Deontay Wilder. Right. But I'm not going to put his nephew on. Why would? That was strange to me.
2: And then he also said, well, I've been on with Sid and Bernie. Yes, yeah,
1: saw that was it. Yes, he said, I've been on with Sid and Bernie.
2: You know, like, uh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that... Yeah, look, Sid and Bernie books a lot of bad guests. Yes. That's the radio specialty these days, put as many bad guests on as you can. Bad, boring guests. Yeah. So uh, that did not go well. The guy didn't like that I didn't. This guy must walk around constantly telling people that Rocky Marciano was his uncle.
2: Yeah, I I guess it must work for him, must get him a bagel and a coffee every once in a while.
1: And get him on some radio programs. Uh,
2: Evidently.
1: So that happened today. What else did I write down? I don't Um, know. This Carl Banks situation.
2: Yes, very strange.
1: Very strange, right? Yes. So uh, Carl Banks had been going back and forth yesterday with a number of Giants fans on Twitter where he said that uh, a source to him, a very reliable source, told him that uh, there was a team that put a very hefty trade offer together for Odell Beckham. And there was a 4 p.m. deadline today. Now, I went to see what it was because a couple of people on Twitter said, hey, check this out, if this is true, what Carl Banks is saying. So I went and looked, and I was following a bunch of tweets, and it seemed like this is what he was saying, 4 o'clock deadline for today, that a team put together a really hefty package that pretty much, if you looked at it, the Giants would be silly not to take it. yes. So then I uh, it was talked about on the air a little bit. Then some people on Twitter were like, "You idiot! Carl Banks is pulling everybody's leg for an April Fool's joke." First of all, April Fool's is only one day long. Yes, on April first. And
2: why would Carl do that?
1: Right. I think Carl has credibility as the 100%. Giants'
2: I believe broadcaster. I believed what was being said because I I believe Carl, and if he says he's got sources, and- yeah then I would believe him.
1: So I reached out to Carl, and he got back to me about an hour later, and he mm-hmm. said, uh, uh, I don't have the exact terms. What he was saying is, come on, who could believe what I was writing? Of course I was joking.
2: Oh uh, Well, we did.
1: I we did. did. We all bought into it. And that doesn't make us fools. No. You're the Giants broadcaster. Yes. Former Giant, a, a legendary.
2: Form- former, you've got your locker retired in the Giants' is that right? lock. Yes, he does. Uh, right next to, uh, you know, L.T.'s. And, really? Uh, so why wouldn't we?
1: Yeah. You? So he was, I guess, pulling our leg. I guess so. In a hilarious April Fool's joke.
2: Yes. A little early, but whatever.
1: Uh, then uh, this I saw I wanted to discuss with you, Eddie. In New Jersey, they're going to be making a mar- medical marijuana legal. Okay. And the new uh, governor over there, Phil Murphy. Yep. He outlined the plan, which I appreciated the way it was done, graphics wise.
2: Is this on his on the NewJersey.gov website? Or? I saw it on
1: on on News Twelve New Jersey. Okay. And they they had a video picture uh, of the the billboard that he put together for the presentation, which was very simple.
2: Pie chart or graph? was it a
1: pie chart? It was like just it was like kind of stick figures. Okay. And things it was that like always uh, works
2: for 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 people who don't want to read the articles. It was perfect.
1: It was a really like laid it out for me. It was like this this is the medical marijuana. Who can get it? Mm-hmm. So it gave different reasons. Uh, one of the new reasons being anxiety.
2: Really? Okay.
1: I certainly suffer from anxiety. Hundred
2: percent, you do.
1: So it was like who could get it? Anxiety. Okay, you fall into that category. Anxiety. Who can give it to you? Well, one of the, uh, a provider. A doctor who can sort of write prescriptions can get that for you.
2: A medical doctor? A medical doctor. Not a um, therapist, per se? That, that
1: I'm not sure about.
2: Like, Or a psychologist would well, be out, but a psychiatrist would be okay. Right. A
1: psychiatrist can write prescriptions. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a, a psychologist who cannot write drug prescriptions, right. I'm not sure if they can write a medical marijuana one.
2: You would think not?
1: No. I would think not, but perhaps. So it's like, okay, I have anxiety, check. I uh, go to see a doctor that's on this list, check. Take that prescription to one of these locations, Woodbridge, New Jersey being one. Really? Yeah. And that's it. Huh. So I was thinking, like, I've never had marijuana. Do you know, I was legitimately, as I was watching that, like, would that relax me in my anxiety?
2: Well, uh, it depends on your body chemistry. For, I think, most users of marijuana, uh, it does sort of, you know, chill you out. But there are a certain uh, small percentage of people who become hyper-paranoid. And if you have anxiety to begin with and you have that reaction, it's going to be 10 times worse. Now, I am a person who you would probably say is has almost no anxiety, right? very laid back, just very roll with things. And the uh, couple of times that I've uh, experimented, if you will, I am one of those unfortunate people who has the sort of a hyper-paranoia reaction, and it's quite a terrible experience after the first 10 minutes. It's uh, really uh, disturbing to me.
1: And how so, long does that last
2: for you? Two hours, usually, two and a half hours. Um, but it feels like much longer than that because I guess whatever the time dilation experience that is part of the medical uh, – part of the marijuana thing. Uh, so even though I appear as if I'm a deadhead and would be smoking pot on a daily basis, that is uh, not the case uh, with me. It's uh, a handful of times in my life always thinking, okay, this time maybe I won't have the hyper-paranoid. Right. Yeah, no. Not a or good maybe scene. it was
1: one particular strand All right
2: that... exactly but uh yeah a bad a bad scene for me
1: but I was wondering like so for somebody who wants to take it for anxiety
2: mm-hmm. there's
1: a there's a whole lot of uh, anti-anxiety medications yes those work when you are on them they're you're on those pills and they work for you 24 7
2: right but from what I've heard they can. Alter your personality to the point where you don't ever feel like yourself. Not not for all people in all cases and all medications, but for a certain percentage. That's
1: what I would worry about. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to use the medical marijuana for that, that's only a temporary fix.
2: Uh, And Well, unless you're always high.
1: Right. Then do I want to be one of those guys that's smoking weed in my apartment?
2: Well, um, with the edibles now, wouldn't, you would just you know, you'd be eating candy or oh. whatever. You know, or, uh, yeah, you, there's many different ways to get it now.
1: And what do you imagine? Like, I, I go home from here, right? Mm-hmm. I get home, and then uh, if I'm going to stay home, I just um, have some medical marijuana, and that calms me down.
2: Well, actually, it would be if you ever go out, because when you're home, you're in your comfort zone. So when you oh. go out, that's a problem.
1: That's a great point.
2: But here's another point: What if driving makes you anxious? Right. What's the, what's the deal with uh, driving while high? Is yeah, you that, cannot. Is that legal?
1: That is not legal. You cannot drive while high.
2: And I would assume I haven't. I didn't read the see the pie chart or whatever. But I'm assuming people with chronic pain issues, which was like the yes. first use of it, those yes. are on the list. Those as are on well. the
1: list. They added the anxiety one. I see. the The pain one is the the main category that was happening mm-hmm. and it's gonna cost you you need it costs you one hundred dollars to get the card that allows you to make the purchases okay so that's what a doctor or a psychiatrist has to give you the card
2: right so there will be an immediate black market for those. yeah
1: then you can uh, although I don't know how they do it in other states it, it actually it seems like in these other states anyone could get the card mm-hmm. like as long as you have it's like now with people with these uh emotional support pets? Yes. As long as you get a letter from a therapist, right, they let you go.
2: Yeah, and it, well, and it's easy. You can easily claim anxiety, you know, who's yeah. gonna, like, you know, how can it's very hard to disprove.
1: Like my building where I live now is a no pets building. Okay. And there's someone there with a dog.
2: Right, but is it a service dog? It's not a service dog. Okay.
1: It's a little poof poof.
2: But it's not a like sort of um, an anxiety service. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what
1: I'm thinking. It might be a Fugazi anxiety uh, service dog. Okay, you know what I mean. I do. Although I would love one. Yes. So what do I do? Do I do I um, try to tell the apartment building that I ha- uh, I need an anxiety dog?
2: You might, and actually that might be good for you because it would force you to actually go out and walk the dog. The dog has to go out.
1: Because I would love to get a dog. Uh, Gina doesn't want it living at her home uh, 24-7. Okay. But if we could share the dog, but I I can't where I am now, but listen, no one has anxiety more than me. No. I can certainly use an emotional support dog.
2: And marijuana.
1: And marijuana, or one or the other. Yeah. So either give me the marijuana card or a dog. Mm-hmm. Do emotional support dogs have to wear a vest?
2: Yes. If, if, it's, if you're going to be wanting to take your dog into places that a dog is not allowed yeah. unless it's a service dog, yes, they have to be wearing some sort of identification or vest, uh, a harness, a bandana, something to indicate that they are a service animal.
1: Well, I gotta tell you, when you when I go to Asbury Park quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Every place people have dogs, not emotional support dogs. Right. That's one of the, There's certain communities, and Asbury Park is one of them where if you are a business, you have to let people just bring their dogs
2: in. Right. And, and are you saying in the nice weather and it's outside of the patio?
1: Or yeah, but mean- like even like a boardwalk store or a store in the downtown area where mm-hmm. everyone's walking. If you, if you don't allow people to walk their dogs in there with you, then People look at your business like, what?
2: Yeah. What is this? Right. That's, yeah. Well, I mean, as a dog person, I'm a dog owner, I I do sort of appreciate. I mean, I respect if people don't want it. I'm not going to get all angry about it, but I seek out places that are extremely dog friendly.
1: And I love a dog too. When I'm in a place, I'm always stopping people's dogs and petting them. Mm -hmm. Unless they're a pit bull, we know how that goes. Then I avoid them.
2: Yes, I understand.
1: I don't want to be, you know. They smell fear, and I'm fearful. Yeah,
2: you're immediately fearful.
1: Yeah, these dogs can smell me a mile away. Right. All right, Eddie, that was the post-game podcast. Now, who did the warm-up today?
2: Uh, CeeLo.
1: Chris, oh, CeeLo Chris was in Lepresti. here. Chris Lopresti. Chris Lopresti. That is next.
2: And you guys talked about some uh, some funny things. Poop. Yeah, we did poop.
1: So we, we did some poop things. Eddie had some fun poop drops, so yep. look, look mm-hmm. for that. Yes. Highbrow humor.
2: Of course, only the best.
1: Only the best here. All right, see you. Good morning, campers. It's the warm up show with Al Jerry. Brought to
0: you by Newcastle Building Products, the only street free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. Happy Hump Day, everyone. Chris Lepresti sitting in for Jerry Reco this morning. This portion is sponsored by Walgreens. Hello, Al Dukes. Oh, hi, CeeLo. Uh,
1: yeah, no Jerry today. He had a, what we call a scheduled day off. Indeed. So no need to be alarmed. Uh,
0: the uh, He's OP. lazy. Well, could be lazy. <laughs> he was at the Devil game last night.
1: He was at the Devil game last uh, night, so it can't be that serious.
0: Knew that he was going to sleep in a little bit
1: tonight. He did. He was aware of that, part of the reason he took the kids to the Devil's game. A good man. A lot of conflicting stories continue, CeeLo, about this uh, Odell Beckham Jr. situation.
0: Is that what we're calling it? Yes. Conflicting stories? Yeah. Okay.
1: Here in New York with the two newspapers, the Daily News and the Post, they're really separating themselves. The Post likes Donald Trump and doesn't think Odell Beckham's going anywhere. The Daily News hates Donald Trump and has Odell Beckham in L.A. Okay. So when you grab those papers in the morning, that's the slant both of them have.
0: So when you meet at the water cooler, as we used to say, depending on if you're a post guy or a news guy, you might have a completely different take on where we are in the world at the moment.
1: Correct. All right. I, myself, uh, became a post guy, mainly because the the ink wasn't running on my, uh, you know, sticking to my fingers. Naturally. For some reason, the Daily News can't figure that ink thing out. (laughs) So I was like, I'm the post guy.
0: You would. That would be your reasoning.
1: But I do read both. Uh, So that, I'm sure, will be discussed with uh, Boomer and Geo today. Uh, But one of the things I wanted to bring up, uh, a follow-up from yesterday. Now, you weren't here, but Jerry was here. Yes. I brought up this story about how at Yankee Stadium this year, You'd be able to uh, order yourself a beer, and in the foam, you could have a sort of a, uh, what do you call it? An an image of uh, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, Gary Sanchez, or Aroldis Chapman. Those are the four options. Those are your four options. Okay. Well, evidently, MLB got word of this and said, you cannot put players' faces into beers.
0: (laughs) That is not... Allowed. I'll tell you when it will be allowed. Yeah. When MLB finds a way to profit off of it. Yeah. That's when it will be allowed.
1: They're probably like, this is a great idea, yeah. but we're not getting any kickback on this. got to copyright that. So then the Yankees were just like, oh, no, we weren't planning on selling those beers. That was just for a media event we oh, did. Okay. We're playing with the technology. Because mm. they have the technology now to put that in like a cappuccino. You've seen that, CeeLo, where right. you go and they put like a a leaf of some sort on the top of your cappuccino yes, design. this is
0: exactly what I'm looking for when I go to watch a baseball game in person. There's not enough things to distract us from the actual event taking place yes. on the field. Now we need to look at people's faces and beers.
1: You could probably trick someone, though, like you get your beer. You know how people see a, a Jesus's image in like a piece of toast or something?
0: Right, or that thing where if you like close your eyes for a long, or hold your breath, or some stupid thing, you close your eyes and you see Jesus's face.
1: Yes, this would be similar. You, you could get yourself a beer, sit down with your family and go, Now, is this Aaron Judge's face? It looks like Aaron Judge. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong here. (laughs) But that's out, so the Yankees can't do that yet. That's a shame. Um, I did think Aroldis Chapman was a strange fourth option there. Yeah,
0: I would agree. All the young up-and-coming stars they have. You had the big three hitters.
1: And yeah. then Rando or this Chapman.
0: Thankfully, they didn't pick Greg Bird because for six to eight weeks, it wouldn't really apply.
1: He is out. Mm. Great. You could get Greg Bird's, uh, what is it, his ankle, uh, Selah?
0: Maybe, yes, his ankle. And maybe they can drop in the coin-sized calcium deposit that apparently was removed from his ankle during surgery yesterday.
1: Calcium deposit. That's
0: what I heard, yeah.
1: Is that like a bone?
0: I, I'm not sure. A bone buildup? buildup? Uh, I don't know. He had I've... a bone spur, I guess. Calcium, I, who knows?
1: Bone spur, Sounds calcium painful. buildups, a lot of stuff in there. Uh, then John Sterling. I'm going to keep it Yankees here, see Oh, boy. John Sterling um, was interviewed with the New York Times, and they everyone's very interested in his Giancarlo Stanton home run call.
0: People who thought the spring training call was the real call, I mean, honestly. It was, have you not uh, been paying attention to the man for the last 30 years? Excuse me. Yeah. He doesn't tip his hand.
1: So he, that's what he said. Uh, the New York Times said, hey, John, how about you tell us what the big home run call is going to be? No. <laughs> <laughs> And then he cursed them. Cursed them out, and the interview much was over. Pretty what he did,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, no, he said he was not going to. He was not going to tell us what his phrase is going to be, but he gave a hint, which I'm very thrown off by. He said that the phrase is a, an Italian phrase that rhymes. Yes. I have no idea. I mean, I don't speak Italian. <laughs> nor is Giancarlo Stanton actually Italian. That's
0: the best part of this whole story. <laughs>
1: But he has an Italian
0: phrase. Right. Just because Giancarlo sounds Italian. It does sound. not Italian. Sterling's not Italian. Let's let's wedge the Italian phrase.
1: So what is going on here? (laughs) He's also somewhat concerned (laughs) that the uh, baseball audience is going to have no idea what it means. Kind of
0: like you right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know what any Italian phrases are.
0: Listen, we need to know what it is. It sounds good. Now I thought when, when he had
1: been interviewed in the past he said, "Oh, those uh those I don't plan those. Those come to me." Yeah, right. Okay. In the moment. He
0: did say in that story yesterday some of them are done on the fly, not so, all of them. Though.
1: But this one, like but now people expect something, you know, large.
0: Of course he has a reputation to live up
1: to. Yeah. All like he does all rise. All rise for uh, Aaron Judge. Yeah.
0: Judges Chambers. Canned
1: so, cream corn. That was a canned cream corn. It was one that he was trying out last year, did not mm, catch Chicken out. liver. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite stick. Chicken liver also. Asparagus. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. <laughs> is that an Italian phrase? Onions. These mm, onions basketballs. Uh, and then I love this story from baseball. Uh, there was a, uh, they were playing a game in Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Which I didn't know they did that.
0: Sometimes they do exhibition games. Just before the season starts, back at the major league sites, like the Yankees played in Atlanta the other night.
1: Oh, in the actual Atlanta stadium. They did.
0: Well, it's actually Cumberland County, Georgia, to Mm, be In Cumberland County. Yes.
1: But uh, the game between the, uh, I think the Angels and Dodgers at Mm -hmm. Dodger Stadium had to be uh, called because of a sewer leak on the field. (laughs) S-H-I. Poop emoji. It was a poop emoji. They said that a pipe Uh, burst, and then this was the quote: a brown mess mm, was pooling near the Dodger dugout. It's not what you want, and it was (laughs) uh, rancid smelling. (laughs) Still, that game has been called. Poop emoji. It's been called or was called? It was called. It's not happening right now. (laughs) They're not finishing that game. No. no. Hopefully it's ready for opening day.
0: I would hope so as well. Now, didn't
1: the A's out in California also have sewage problems? Maybe, because
0: that stadium is just a hellhole.
1: Well, all these old stadiums, you know, I know people are like, why are we knocking down stadiums? Oh, the
0: Oakland Coliseum is a mess. They've been trying to get a new stadium forever. And I think there's some story about that they might just buy the land, the A's, and try and. I I don't know, but that's a mess.
1: So it looks looks like the Dodgers need a new stadium now, too.
0: Well, that's a, you know, historical old charm ballpark. Not as old as Wrigley Field or anything like that. Yeah, Fenway, but.
1: Bathrooms are important.
0: Yes, especially for you.
1: For you, me, You yeah. won't
0: set foot anywhere near Dodger Stadium now until they get that taken care of. So I like
1: to binge watch this on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to Dodger Stadium. If I go to California, you know where I'm going. That place where the um, uh, uh, Giants play. That looks new.
0: It is really I think, of the New York bar, New York, the California ballpark. Yeah. baseball ballpark's the newest one.
1: They've got probably a comfortable bathrooms that are not spilling onto the field. I mean,
0: you don't even really use public bathrooms though, unless you're absolutely forced to. No.
1: Uh,
0: I well, I'll use it for the, number one. Yeah. Okay.
1: If we can talk like adults here, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Urinal cake. With a nice urinal cake, yes. All right, CeeLo, get this to a break. All right. I've got a terrific story about a Devil's goalie and a country singer coming up.
0: How about that? Hell of a tease. Yeah. Sponsored by Walgreens. Hop right around the corner to Walgreens and Dwayne Reed to fill your baskets with Easter must haves like candy favorites, grass. Plastic eggs and toys. <laughs> Finish your Easter shopping at Walgreens and Dwayne Reed. Quick break. Boomer and Geo at the top. We're coming right back.
1: It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the
0: only streak free roof from Scotch Garden 3M, the superheroes of building products. All right, welcome back. This portion sponsored by Burlington. Boomer and Geo in just a couple of minutes. And we are going to have a field day with the Dave Gettleman audio this morning. All the Odell Beckham Jr. trade chatter. Wins for the Devils and Islanders. Only one of them in the playoff mix. Baseball opening day coming up tomorrow. Get everyone Easter ready for less at your Burlington store. Shop dresses, suits, and more. All at a fraction of the price. Hurry in today. Burlington style for everyone. And
1: pick up that Easter grass you mentioned right. before the, we headed to Easter the break. must
0: have grass. Grass. got Walgreens you and Dwayne Reed.
1: Have the Easter grass. Yeah. Uh, The devil's goalie, this uh, Keith Kincaid. Fella. This fella. Uh, There's this country singer. Her name is uh, Taylor Acorn.
0: Had you ever heard of her until this story came about?
1: I've not heard of Taylor Acorn. I I think she's an up-and-coming country star. You and
0: I are both country fans as well. Yeah,
1: I've kind of bailed on country for a little while. I got bored with it, but I do not know Taylor Acorn. But she uh, took to Twitter to hit up this uh, Keith Kincaid of the Devils looking for a
0: date. She did. She, she initiated did. this.
1: She looked a little thirsty, as the kids say, yeah. CeeLo, <laughs> looking a little desperate. Okay. Uh, she w- she was tried to do one of those Twitter things where she goes, how many retweets, Keith Kincaid, uh, will it take to get a- me to go on a date with you? Yes. And he said, I don't need retweets. Let's go. <laughs> you must be a single fella. <laughs> or his wife's going to be angry if he is married. Y'all <laughs> so thirsty. Twitter. Yeah, very thirsty.
0: Do we know why? What's her fascination? With I guess she
1: she loves hockey. He's a good-looking fella.
0: She's a big Devils fan?
1: Well, she was up here with a friend uh, ah. for some sort of uh, game. All right. Uh, so she wants a date. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, Hell I'm yeah. in. And then Chipotle hopped in on their Twitter. Oh, They're like. no hook you guys up for a Chipotle meal.
0: No no offense to Chipotle. I mean, come on. You can't go on a date to Chipotle when you're a professional hockey player yeah. and country singer. Not no? a first
1: date. No. That's when you're three years in. You go, I guess, Chipotle tonight. Yeah, right,
0: yeah. Got but nothing better to do.
1: I tried following up on Keith Kincaid's Twitter. This guy, he uses way too many emojis in his tweets. Like, I don't know what's going on. There's siren,
0: pictures of <laughs> sirens. Ambulance thing, like really sirens. A goalie should not be using sirens because right. that's what they play when you when you get scored on.
1: Maybe that's maybe that's what he's tweeting about. Like, hey, we're another win tonight. Poop Siren. emoji, poop emojis. Like, <laughs> it was he was all over the place. But this gal is very interested. I went on her Twitter page then. She doesn't have a lot of followers. Mm. That's how I know she's. When you said, Have you heard of her? Really she's an famous, up-and-comer. very up and coming uh, yeah. country artist. So. I wish that couple well. What are you doing? The Afternoon Drive with Chris Carlin, Maggie Gray, and Bart Scott.